Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. All right, family, let me bless you. Let me bless you as we get ready to go today. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirits today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need. Whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the resilience and courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over whatever challenges that you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever's going on. I bless you with this in the name of Jesus. May it be. Amen. All right, family, today we are going to start a two-week chat about worship. We're going to start talking about worship. For some time now, the elders and myself and, and the leaders of this church have been feeling like one of heaven's great priority opportunities for us at the church is to lean in and grow together, take a big step forward in the area of worship. And we believe that whatever uh, efforts we make are going to come with the favor of God as we, as we in big ways and small ways, at different locations, try and step forward and grow as a family or a family of families in the area of worship. We've been responding this for months in some small ways. In fact, I was really encouraged this week. I was meeting with Alan at Rio Broyston, and he was saying, talking about how great um, worship was last weekend uh, at, at, at Royston. Very excited about that. We have been investing in worship at, at Paisley location, just seeing where, where God's leading that church and, and where that's going. Uh, Southside, in the spring, we assessed that they just didn't quite have a long enough worship set at the front end because, I don't know, that pastor guy of the church had to leave and get to here. And so, uh, so we, we decided to relax that and, and stretch out the worship set there at Southside, which means... Um, sorry, friends, you have to worship more. Uh, no, the, the joy of joy. So we kind of stretched that out. We've been making some little tweaks in the area of worship as we're responding to the leading of God when it comes to worship. But I, I just want you to know that worship is unanimously on the heart of, of all the leaders here in this church. To, to take a step forward. This is a, a major God-stirring thing, and, and, I, and I hope you're, you're excited you're excited because when God does this, this, gives these kind of priority moments across all the leaders, elders and staff or whatever, you know some, some exciting stuff is, is about, to, about to take off. So anyways, for the next couple weeks, I'm going to start to prepare you, to prepare us maybe all to get the most out of this, this next season. This next season of intentionality to, to, to grow in some very practical ways that you can get the most out of our worship push for this next season. And I think maybe I want to start off with just this comment before I dive in. It's not 
the worship leader's job to get you to worship. It's like, inspire me. Get me there. Like, like, no, that's not the worship leader's job to get you into worship. Getting into worship is your job. And really, only you can, can get you there. The worship leader's job is to guide us, to unify us, to pray through song selections, which we will declare together, which we will adore God together with in unity, in harmony, and, and kind of orchestrate this, this, this togetherness time so that we are all able to, with one voice and one declaration and one heart, be praising and joining in this eternal worship that's going on in heaven. And that's the worship leader's, leader's job to, to guide and focus and all that, but it's not their job to get you to worship. <laughs> they can't do that. Only you can, only you can get yourself there. Now, you, you see this. Maybe you've, been, maybe you've been in a pretty spectacular worship environment and just like not worshipped really. You've observed it. Or maybe you've been at a, at a place where you're like, oh man, that was, that was abysmal on the quality scale. But man, I met with God. And, and, and just, it's just, where, where are we at and, um, when it comes to worship? So we're going to take a big step forward here as a church. We are in the process of this, but we're taking a step forward to this. We're working with our worship teams. We're working with our worship environments. We're probably going to experiment with a few things here and there. But, but really, the only thing that's going to make a difference is if all of us go together on this one. And, and lean, lean forward together on this one. So I've entitled this message, Intentionally Coming into God's Presence to Worship. Intentionally coming into God's presence to worship. This is our ideal perspective and mindset for coming to church or, or really any worship gatherings. Those who show up intentionally ready... Those who show up eager, hungry, in the right mental place. Those who show up with the mindset that they are here to come into God's presence, to, to worship Him. They have much better, better worship times, no matter how the worship set or worship leaders are in, in, whatever, in whatever environment. So the number one thing that you can do to help us take a leap in the area of worship is to come ready. Intentionally prepared, eager, hungry, hungry to come into God's presence. Now, we have this thing called pre-service prayer, or service prayer, or prayer, depending on who's talking about it. That's an hour before the service. Now, that is designed to potentially help you get ready to worship, to lean in in that area. But again, it can only do so much, but it is designed to, to help with that. But the question I want to deal with today, or start to deal with today, is how? How can you best intentionally prepare yourself to worship, whether you come to pre-service prayer or whether you're, 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 you're coming to the, the service ready to go? And at the heart of it all, it's by getting yourself in the understanding and the mindset that you are here coming into God's presence to worship Him. That you are joining in this eternal worship that has happened throughout the ages, and you're joining together into something much bigger than this moment to participate in adoring and declaring the praises, the excellencies of God. 
You get to be a part of something like that. Now, again, the best thing that you can, you can do to pre prepare yourself is to think, okay, I'm going to church this morning. I'm going to church this morning to come into God's presence to worship Him. So what is that like? What, what, is it, what is it like to come into God's presence? Well, I think this way all the time and, and in so many ways. There's so many um, moments in the Bible, glimpses of what God's presence is like. What God's temple presence is like, what it is, what it's like for people to come in, what do they see, what do they experience, and, and the wow and wonder of it all. Um, here, here's one classic example that I'm all, I think about all the time when I'm coming to worship God and, and coming into his presence. It's these kinds of thoughts that I, that I have in my mind as I'm, as I'm approaching worship. Revelation chapter 4, a glimpse of the throne room of God. John is writing and he says, immediately I was in the spirit and there was a throne in heaven and someone was seated on it. The one seated there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian stone, a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald surrounded the throne. These are the imagery. This is the imagery in God's temple presence, in his presence there in the throne room. Around the throne were 24 thrones and on the throne sat 24 elders dressed in white clothes with Crown, golden crowns on their heads, flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder came from the throne. They weren't just in the area, they're coming from the throne. The, the flashes of lightning, the rumblings, the peals of thunder come from the throne. The thunder, the peals of thunder from the throne. Seven fiery torches were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Something like a sea of glass similar to crystal was also before the throne. Again, as I'm preparing to worship, these are the thoughts that I'm, I'm coming into God's temple presence to worship. Four living creatures covered with eyes in front and, and in back were around the throne on each side. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox. The third living creature had a face like a man. The fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. They were covered with eyes around and inside. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. That is, they never stopped saying it. This is what we are joining in. Worship. This is going on whilst we are worshiping day and night. This is going on. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne and say, Our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Just thinking about this, this, this moment, what it's like to be in God's throne room, in, his, in God's presence, being in that mindset can shift our perspective and, and radically impact what happens when we join together and the music starts. If you're in that place, if you're picturing that mindset, you, you, how can you not help but be ready to, to worship because of the, the wow and wonder of God? I, I encourage us to be so intentional 
about thinking this through. What is it like to be in God's presence when it comes to worshiping Him? Would you be willing to give this a go for the next couple weeks? Whether you're on the way in to, to church, whether you're hunting for a parking space for 30 or 40 minutes, whether you're walking in the door or whatever on your way in to be like, I am coming into God's presence. His eternal throne room worshiping presence to remind yourself, what is that like? The, the, the wow and the, the money. Would you be willing to try this on the way in just as, a, as an experiment? One of my favorite examples of God's temple uh, presence, his throne room temple presence, is in Isaiah chapter 6. And, and, I, and I know it's in the Old Testament. One of the things I love about it, though, is that it's an example of a human going into God's temple presence and he's not just observing. John's just observing when he's there. He's asking some questions to an angel on the side at moments there. But Isaiah is right at the center of, of this story and experience. And so what is it like to come into God's temple presence like, like Isaiah does? The first thing that we see in both Revelation 4 and Isaiah chapter 6 is what, what it's like to be in God's presence. Again, another glimpse of this. In, in chapter 6, verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated high and loft, uh, on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. By the way, lock these images into your souls. Oh. Seraphim, angels, the type of angels, seraphim were standing above him, Oh, wait, no, I skipped a bit. I'm going to start it all over because it's so good. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim, angels, were standing above him. They each had six wings. With two they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. With two they flew. And one called to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies, his glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorways shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. And if you're like, wow, Brian, that just sounds a lot like Revelation. Yes. It, this is the eternal worship throne room presence that we're, we're talking about and that we're, we're, we're thinking about today. I mean, both passages, both passages uh, are saying the same thing, are painting the same imagery uh, of how incredible and what it's like to come into God's presence. How do, you, how do you intentionally prepare yourself for worship? Number one, recall the overwhelming wow and wonder of being in God's presence as described in the Bible. We don't need to make this up. There are so many very clear descriptions of what it's like to be in God's temple presence. Again, as you're coming into church next week, or, or, or feel free to give it a go tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome to come. When you're coming in, and try this out. And remember, man, I, am, I want to picture in my mind these images. The, the wow, the wonder of God's 
presence, the shaking, the rumbles, the lightning from the throne, the, 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 the imagery, the angels, the, the, the de declarations of the holiness of God over and over again. Picturing this in your mind and thinking to yourself, this is God's environment. This, this, is, this is the God that I'm coming before to worship. I'm coming into his presence. His throne room presence, which is described like this. I mean, doing this on the way so that when you're here and, and the music starts and everybody starts to open their mouth to sing the first words, you are in the right headspace to, to worship, to worship our holy God, the maker of heaven and earth. Anyways, so that's what, that's the environment. But, but here's Isaiah's story. It continues in verse 5. Isaiah says, then I said, in light of seeing all of this, his response was, Woe is me, for I am ruined because I am a man of unclean lips and live amongst, among a people of unclean lips. And because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts or the Lord of, of armies. How to intentionally prepare yourself for worship, number two. Respond with holy sorrow, holy sorrow, over your personal and environmental, environmental unholinesses. I'm, I'm talking about a good, holy grief, not, a, not, a, not an inappropriate, uh, guilt-driven shame into the ground sort of thing, but a, a right holiness, uh, holy grief in, in our response of the unholinesses in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our, in our towns, in our cities, in our areas, in our nations, in our world. To rightly just be, I, God, I picture the wow of God, and in contrast, oh... I'm grieved. I'm grieved. That was Isaiah's natural and normal response. We're trying to do this and help you with that in pre-service prayer. If you're here at the beginning, the first thing we do is go through some repentance. But you got to be here at the beginning. Otherwise, you're going to miss that bit. If you're like, I don't know how to get here at the beginning. Leave earlier. That'll be all right. Leave earlier. And, uh, and be here in the beginning, and we, we want to help you. But again, if, if you're just doing this on the way and, and you're missing preservation, that's, well, you can, you can pray about that one. But, but um, you, you want to be preparing yourself, and you start to realize, okay, I'm in the right headspace when I'm having God right sorrow at the contrast between God's holy presence and my unholy realities. Like, even in my environment. Okay, so, number one, God's wow and presence, and then the sorrow of falling short of his holiness. And then, Isaiah's experience as he's there in God's holy presence in verse 6, it says, Then one of the seraphim, angels, flew to me, and in his hand was a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. Angel's not touching it, it's glowing. He touched my mouth with it. And said, now that this has touched your lips, your iniquity is removed and your sin atoned for. Now this is one of those glorious Old Testament versus New Testament bits, right? Where I don't need an angel to take a burning coal and stick it on my face. Thank you. Praise Jesus. I get to, I get to celebrate Jesus. 
The one who was sacrificed once and for all for, for, our, for our sin and, and to make us right with God. So number three, how to intentionally prepare yourself for worship. Remember and celebrate Jesus because of his sacrifice for sins. These start to flow together. The wow of God. And then number two, the sorrow for our realities. And then three, the amazingness of what Jesus accomplished. You're realizing, okay, I'm responding rightly to that throne room presence. Again, we, we have time for this in pre-service prayer. Usually when we're praising Jesus, one of the most common verses that I'm quoting in my praise is you know, praising Jesus for his obedience to the point of death, even death on a cross, and now he's exalted to the highest place. And just that, the, the praising of Jesus for the price that he paid, for the ransom, for the redeeming, for the making peace between me and God. You start to realize you're, you're dialing in well when it comes to God's presence. As you're, as you're getting yourself into that place, as you're, as you're watching your heart respond to the wow and the wonder and, and working through this. There's one more response, though, that we see with Isaiah. It says this in verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, who should I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Fourthly, how to intentionally prepare yourself for worship, ready to hear from God and say yes. You're ready to hear from God and, and say yes. This is how you know you're ready. You're, you're like, I'm coming in the door today. God, I want to hear, I want to meet with you. Whatever you say, whatever the cost, whatever it is, I just say to you, yes. Like, I am so captivated by you. I'm so captivated by the wow and the wonder and the majesty and the, the, the supreme excellencies of you and, and, and the fact that you are God and, and the contrast and the, and the grief and, the, and yet the, and Jesus and, the, and his sacrifice and what he accomplished. In light of all of this, I just say yes, whatever you Whatever you're about to tell me. And I'm coming in with that mindset. I say yes to you today. You are my God. Thank you. That's called coming ready. That, that's, that's, what, that's where we want to be coming into this place. Coming hungry. I want to hear from you. Yes. It's a coming thankful. Coming wowed. That, that's, and then we follow our worship leaders who have prayed through the set, who have prayed through and, and, and who are going to be guiding us in, our, in the articulation of adoration and worship and, and all those declarations. And then we're ready to follow our worship leaders to worship God together. Isn't this, isn't this the kind of church you want to be a part of, right? Where people are just coming in, yes, I am going to worship the king, the one on the throne, high and exalted. Now, as a side note, now this might get a little weird, but hang with me. As a side note, uh, this is what I do when I'm alone in my prayer times, exactly the same. I, I, I am intentionally picturing God's throne room presence in heaven. These are very common pictures. Of there, there's others throughout the Bible. And, and it helps me get in the right mindset as I'm praying. It, it actually helps me, it adjusts the way that I pray. Sometimes you might be thinking, I'm going to come to Jesus and God, I'm going to come to God and complain today. 
But then you get yourself in a mindset and you're like, mm, maybe I'll adjust my tact. Maybe, maybe I'll think this, this through. When it, when, and, and so I started thinking through, what is it like to come before God's presence? And so as a result, now again, this might say, sound strange to you, but, but when I'm praying and when I'm putting myself in this mindset, and because I'm putting myself in this mindset, I, I like never pray while using the toilet. It's because I'm in that mindset. And the, 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 con, the, the, the clash of those environments, just it's so repulsive to me, unless I'm like wildly sick and I'm like, Jesus, heal me now. I'm, I'm but generally speaking, because I am in that mindset, I have no appetite to want to be, be praying in, in that environment. Because I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the, the holiness and the environment of heaven. I'm not saying it's inappropriate, but I'm saying... Getting ourselves there shifts our mindsets and it, and it starts to elevate uh, s- certain things and cause other things to seem in, inappropriate or less appropriate. There, there's ways to start to tell if, you, if you're getting yourself there. Now, I told you again at the beginning that we as a church are feeling called to uh, lean in and to prioritize worship. Well, at the elders meeting last March... We had, we had quite an experience. We had quite an experience. And, and I looked at my notes again this week and just kind of read through them all. And it was amazing. We, we go through and we pray and we listen for every location. And we, we start interceding for them. And then I'm, I'm, I'm trying to scramble notes as I hear from each person, just like typing as fast as I can, which is not very fast, but it, it, it works. And, and I, I type in these notes and I just reminded every location last March, there was stuff about worship. And God is just... At the elders meeting, different elders saying this about worship and that about worship. And just to know, it's, a, it's instructions about, about growing in worship. And then finally near the end of the meeting, it was so clear that, that God is saying, worship. Lean forward as a church in this area of worship. Duncan Rosewear, one of our elders, he's at Southside. He, had, he said he had this thought while we were praying. And he said, you know, we've always been a praying church. Brian, we've always been a praying church. Prayer has always been important around here. It's been important since the very beginning. It's been one of our priorities. We've leaned into this area for years and years. But something happened the year that we decided to do something radical and extreme. Not just make tweaks with prayer and and, 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 and to, to grow a little bit in prayer. When we decided to call the church, whoever was willing, to five days of no food fasting with their prayer. And, and that radical thing, it was at 2017 or something, that radical moment, that, that big, I, I just remember people feeling terrified, meaning everybody, like our whole church is going to die this week or something like that. Like, but it's such a radical thing. It, it, was, it caused this huge prayer boost in our church because we, we had this calling on our church to be a praying church, and then we, we leaned in in such a radical way, that which we've continued to do ever since. And something shifted when we did that as a church. Something shifted. That, that, that bold call took our church to a new level in the area of prayer. And then Duncan said he was thinking, if God is calling us to prioritize worship as a church, what radical extreme, bold thing could we do, not just to enhance our, our worship services, but, but something bold like 
fasting week or something. What bold thing could, could we do? And as he was talking, at least three of the elders, I, I couldn't type fast enough, at least three of the elders had the exact same thought at the exact same time. And all of them were thinking, what if we do a radical 24-hour in-person gathering, worship gathering? Just worship. 24 hours straight, nonstop worship for, for 24 hours. What would that be like? We don't know, but we're going to give it a go. And we're going to give this a go at, when? In a few weeks, 41 days from now, I guess, right after, at the end of 40 days of prayer, which starts tomorrow, uh, as you know, very excited about 40 days of prayer. But at the, at the end of 40 days of prayer, on Friday night, the 29th of September, you're marking your calendars, we are going to do 24 hours of straight worship from 6 p.m., to 6 p.m. Saturday, like 24 hours, not 12, 24 hours through the night, all day, straight worship uh, uh, for, for those, uh, basically the Sabbath hours from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. And we're going to do this at the Paisley location for two reasons, because Paisley's great. And, and I want you to see it and, and, and just be there and in that environment and neighbors, <laughs> right? Very very practically, uh, our neighbors would not be enthusiastic here in Partick of, of a 24-hour through-the-night worship set going on, whereas Paisley, or it's, it's just a better environment for that. It's easy to get to Paisley. Uh, you, you can train, you can bus, you can get lifts, you can drive, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can cycle. I can, I've cycled there from here before. Uh, Paisley, we're, we're going to get it. It's worth the effort, though, because it's not just about getting to Paisley. It's about radical leaning in worship time as a church uh, worth worth the effort we are not going to stream it it's not a worship thing it's not like a just kind of it's not going to be a streaming thing it's going to be in person coming before god coming before the throne of god in fact we're we're in t we're calling it around the throne appropriately so because we're going to gather together for for however many times and and i want to challenge you as as to to think about pushing yourself in this area and you're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go and i'm gonna worship for four hours by the way bring a journal i know what this is what it's like to spend this much time of worship god's gonna start meeting you and and bring a journal maybe you're gonna be like i'm gonna worship like all day saturday i'm gonna get there from 6 a.m and I'm go from 6 a.m to 6 p.m i'm always 12 hours of just worshiping in god's presence or maybe some of you are like I'm going to go, I'm going to spend all night in worship to God. I don't know if you've ever done an all-night prayer time. But it's like all night, I'm going to go from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Maybe some of you are like, you know what? That's kid stuff. I'm there every minute, 24 hours. I'm going to go there for the whole time. Right, obviously, different, different, uh, different, different thoughts or whatever. But I want you to think about, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be radical about this moment. I'm going to push myself in this moment. What might that be? And how can I be a part of our church trying to take a big step forward when it comes to, to worship around the throne? It's also nice that it's, it's showing up the, the day before our autumn feast. 
Autumn Feast, what is our Autumn Feast celebrating? It's celebrating the beginnings of eternity with God, the wedding supper of the Lamb, the, the idea of being in, in, in beginning eternity with God forever. It's, it's very connected to the season of, of eternity in heaven. So, so that's, that's what's going on. That's what we're uh, leading into. Again, plan on pushing yourself. But friends, we're going to be growing in worship as a church. That's our invitation and we're, we're taking it seriously in little ways and, and in, in big ways. But it really needs to start with, with you. We could do all the things. But what, what, what I'm really inviting you to do is to consider coming intentionally ready to come into God's throne room presence to worship him. Every week, every week. So that's the challenge for this week. Again, it's, it's just coming intentionally ready. It's just the things that we talked about today, preparing yourself. And, you know, by thinking about the wow of God's throne room presence, and then you, you start realizing, are you there by the next, two, the next three? Am I responding with holy sorrow in the contrast? Am I remembering Jesus and what he did on the cross and praise? And am I ready to say yes for God? Those are more like, yes, I can tell that I'm in that right space, that I'm capturing the wonder of it all. Those are good checks. Friends, I want to I pray for us. I'm excited about this. It's exciting to have all of the leaders in the church in this unanimous clarity about moving forward. And I say, friends, get ready. And, and get ready to come with us as we, as we go into this next season together. We'll talk more about this next week. God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, the one seated on the throne, high and exalted, with, with, with the, the glory radiating from your presence in, in power and splendor and majesty. God, we hear the call and we respond by saying, yes, we want to step forward as worshipers. Awaken our hearts. Bring, flood our souls with life. Let darkness be fleeing from our, our souls. Let apathy be fleeing. Let, let lifelessness be fleeing from our, from our souls. And yet life and love and joy and wonder and wow flood our inmost beings. That we respond with joyful exuberance to who you are. Yeah. Lead us forward as a church. Shine on us. Let your favor pour over every attempt to grow in this area. Bless our worship leaders and all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.